words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while I was still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say I am going away and I am, going, and I am coming back to you. If you love me, you will be glad that I am going to my Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me, but the world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what the Father has commanded me to do. Come now, let us leave. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. Number seven, the attitudes. We're moving right on through. I know this is funny. Does anybody realize how heavy this thing is? I, I know, and I feel awful. We're on Facebook, and I pick this thing up, and I'm grunting. But it's... <laughs> I feel like I'm just kind of lugging it around, <laughs> swinging this thing. But it is solid oak. It's heavy. <coughs> Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. Peacemaker. I think it's kind of interesting and funny. Here we are. We're in Thanksgiving week, and people are traveling to visit family, or family members are coming in, and we're talking about peacemaking. Some families get along wonderfully, and that's great. Some people are already gearing up in the car going, okay, we're going to have to make some peace when we get to Grandma's house. But it's a funny thing. It is <laughs> peacemaking. As a matter of fact, what do peacemakers do? They make peace. And it's even interesting that here we are Thanksgiving and I'm sure people are rifling through their recipe boxes and they're pull, pulling out what grandma used to make or what they used to make as far as kids are concerned and all the kids getting together making cookies and so everybody's pulling out their favorite recipe and those kind of things too and that's what we're going to be talking about today. You're going to get the recipe on how to make peace. Now I, I kind of wonder should I do this or should I not do this because you know, when you give people information, then they're responsible for it, right? 
have a lot of teachers in here. Comes test time. Okay, I went over this information. You should know it. You're responsible for it. I'm not that tough as some of the teachers are in the world. Not here. I'm sure you guys are beautiful. But it's honestly, honestly, when, when things are shared with us and when we are taught things, then we're responsible for them. <coughs> so we're talking about making peace today. And it's funny because at points we're like, so how do you do that? There are times when we can look at the exact opposite and learn a lot. Sometimes the best example is the worst example. Am I right? How much have we learned from people doing things wrong? I, and I don't know if it's just because good examples are few and far between or the bad ones just cause that much issue that we learn a whole lot from them. I'm not sure where that is, but anyway, <coughs> that's my own personal thoughts. So, we're talking about making peace. What about making chaos? Do you know how to make chaos? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yes, we know how to make chaos, and we can do it well, can't we? And it can be something as simple as what somebody says to us, and we respond back. Or it could be that I'm having a bad day, and because I'm having a bad day, you're going to have a bad day too. And I can make that happen. Right? We do that, don't we? It's not the right thing, but we do that. And so there's a process actually at times that we can walk through to go, you know what, I'm going to make things difficult. I'm going to be very transparent. I'm a master at it. I have talked often about the ripple effect. That if I want my family to change, then I change. And if I change, then Julie changes. And then together we work and change the family. Ripple effect. So if I'm having a bad day at work, this has happened more than once, and I am just not ready for what is inside of my four walls at my house. And there's a lot of life in my four walls, and I'm not ready for it. So I come walking in, and I know... If I walk a certain way, shut the door at a certain amount of slam, then I've got control in the house. I just do. They're like, ooh, man, dad is home. <laughs> yes, dad is home. And I have control. And then how I walk, how I open up the refrigerator door, how I put something in the sink, I am speaking volumes without saying a word. See, here, here's the thing about Facebook. Nobody can see the smiles going on out there of going, yeah, that's it. Because we do that, don't we? And we create our world. Good or bad, we know how to create it, and we're masters at it. So that's the bad side. But Jesus tells us here, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. Blessed are those who make peace. 
that's who we are. You see, the passage that we read, Jesus said, I leave my peace with you. I give my peace to you. And the Holy Spirit will come. The, coun- the counselor will come. And we know from previous studies that one of the fruits of the Spirit is peace. So when we accept Jesus Christ to come into our life, the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us. And he wants to produce fruit out of our life to reach those around us. And one of those things, one of those pieces of fruit is peace. So he, Jesus is talking to these people and he's like, if you are a peacemaker, if you are a peacemaker, then you will be called the son of God. Now, that whole thing called the Son of God, that's not your right into heaven. That's not what he's talking about there. What he's talking about there is that you're going to be known as the Son of God, just like I am known as an idiot when I act like a jerk. When I come into my house or in where I work and I take control in a negative fashion, to stir up chaos and anxiety and worry and fear and frustration. There's a name for people like that, isn't it? Isn't it, church? There is a name for people like that, and we've all said it. But see, what Jesus is saying here is if you are known for some as someone who steps into a situation and makes peace and not chaos then you will be known as a son or a daughter of God. That's how you'll be known. See, our reputation is based on how we act, isn't it? Whether it's good or bad, we have a reputation. To be known as a son and daughter of the Most High, one in which the very Holy Spirit of God lives within, Church, make peace. Make peace. Well, that's great, Ian. So how do you do that? Recipe time. First, be still. Be still. Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. Be still. So what does that mean and what does that look like in life? Let me show you. This is my calendar. Month of November. All different colors, all different responsibilities, all different things that I have to do. Some of these things are things that I think I have to do. A lot of these things in here, and this is stuff that I'm just personally being convicted over, but the, there's some things in here that I keep myself busy and on the move, and I am not still. So there's things that I need to take a look at and go, okay, I get so caught up in the running from here to here to here to here that I am not still, that I am not quiet, that I'm not listening, that I'm not focused that I get caught up in the rat race that makes me create or doesn't make me. It tempts me. It tempts me to create chaos. 
because I got to get to this place, this place, and this place. And if you don't have your shoes, you ain't going. And if you don't have this together, then you're not a part of it. Instead of building the relationship and being peaceful with that relationship and bringing peace into that relationship, I am so busy and on the move that I am carrying chaos with me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So there is a sense and a point of discernment to look at our life and our busyness that makes us stop and be still. You see, that verse is interesting because it says, be still and know that I'm God. Not run to 50 appointments during the day and know that I'm God. Hit the brakes. Stop. Be still. And know. And all of us feel so much more calm, so much more peaceful when our agenda is not full from the moment we wake up until the moment after we want to be in bed. Stillness has a way of allowing peace to flow. Be still. Be still. Second one is believe. We need to believe. Believing that what Jesus told us is true. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I give it to you. Not to hide it under a bushel, not to keep it all to yourself, but to put it on display. But see, we have to believe that we have that. And not just hope in some way or some fashion that it is going to ease out or seep out of our pores onto those around us. If we're not speaking peacefully, then it's not coming out. So we have to believe that you actually have the peace of God in your life. And when you believe it, you act on it, right? You love your spouse. You believe that. You know that. You act on it. You love your children. You believe that. You act on it. You believe that you're in the job that God would have you. You act on it. You perform that. Do you believe you have the peace of God? Because if you believe it, then you're going to act on it. You're going to move on it. You're going to let it flow through you. So as we're still and as we believe, then we give thanks. Because in all things we give thanks. 1 Thessalonians 5. In all things we give thanks. You see, it's at that moment when something's happening to me that I don't feel so thankful for, that it's so much easier for me to step into the chaos. And I'm going to step into the chaos. Because you know what? At points, we're comfortable there, aren't we? We're comfortable. Aren't we more comfortable in the chaos? It's like a nice warm bath. Okay, we had a little crab up here this morning. You guys know how to cook crabs and lobsters? Nice, warm, 
get them comfortable. And then you turn the heat up and they boil. But anyway, get, we're comfortable. We're comfortable in our chaos. We're comfortable in what we say and what we do, how we act. We're comfortable, more comfortable in how people are going to react towards us. Because that's what's the norm. Over here, peace, that's a little different. Not so sure how that works. But that's what we're practicing today, is how that works. So first of all, we're in situations and circumstances, so we need to be still. Believe that God has given us his peace. And then give thanks for the situations that we're in. You see, giving thanks in, situ in those type of situations where it's difficult to see the thankfulness in it is actually part of what is transforming our minds out of Romans chapter 12. Because you're beginning to see that there is good in all things. Yes, there are tough situations. I understand that. But all things work together for good to those who love God. Does the scriptures not tell us that? So there's an understanding that even though a difficult situation may take place, that God has good in it for us. And that's where we're giving thanks. It changes our focus. It changes our mindset so that we can understand that in a tough situation, in giving thanks in that situation, in being still before the Lord, that peace is about to come on the scene. So we're being still, believe, give thanks. And the last part comes out of Mark. Mark chapter 4. Familiar story. We all know it, but I'm going to read it. <coughs> that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him, and a furious squall came up. The waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples awoke him and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Peace. Be still. The winds died down and they calmed and the sea was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So all of us have been in difficult situations. May not be to the point where you feel like you're literally going to drown, but at points, even emotionally, yes, we have all been there. It's a tough thing. I'm going under. I can't understand why people are talking to me this way. I can't understand why this situation is happening to me. And I feel like I'm drowning. God, don't you care? But see, in the process, if we are still and we believe that we have the peace of God within us, and we are thankful 
that God is with us in this situation and for the situation, then we are perfectly positioned to do just what Christ did. He stood up in the midst of it and rebuked it and brought peace to the situation. Now, there's a lot of us that know individuals who are peaceful. Or if you're in a tough situation, man, I wish that we had so-and-so to come in and and be in this situation because he could calm this storm. He could handle this. He's a peaceful person. She is so at rest and at peace with the Lord. Man, if she was here, this whole thing would just kind of just settle right down. The winds and the waves would obey. See, we know people like that. Here's the thing, church. You are those people. You are those people. Because Jesus and the Holy Spirit live in you. In you. So we're in those situations, in those circumstances, to where the waves are crashing. The wind is blowing. The words are flying. The emotions are streaking through the room. The heads are buttoned. Will you stand up and put him on display? Because when the words settle, when the emotions stop, when the heads stop butting, they will turn and look at you and say, truly you are a daughter of God. Truly you are the son of God. And they will see him for who he is. You see, peace only comes in chaos, right? Peace is needed because chaos exists. Jesus said in in John 14, the prince of this world is coming, but my peace I leave you. The prince of this world, who is that? And he is what? The accuser. He is chaos, he is anxiety, he is frustration, he is fear, he is worry. He's all of those things. And all of those things need what to address it and to stop it? Peace. If you live in peace, can fear exist in you? Can anxiety? And it's being willing to step into our roles of being peacemakers. Stop being chaos makers and be peacemakers. Goes to me too. But it's about putting God on display in such a fashion that people will call you a son and daughter of who he is, of God, of who he is. And they will know him by the way we act, talk, and display his character. We are peacemakers, church. And there's a whole lot of chaos out there that certainly needs it. But we can do it. He would not have brought us together to understand these things, to learn these things, to not put him on display in a world that so desperately needs it. This is what we get to do, church. We get to be peacemakers. So in the middle of Thanksgiving with all of our family and 
friends and time that we're spending. Some of us have time off of work and school and all of those different things. Give it a try. Be a peacemaker. Be a peacemaker. And I'm telling you, there's going to be situations that are going to come up that you're going to have an opportunity to be the peacemaker, to stand up in the middle of the wind and the waves and be a peacemaker. It's like last week we talked about pure hearts, right? And I know, I know what I did at the end of the service. I prayed that God would give us situations and circumstances to have pure hearts. I'm going to pray the same thing about, <laughs> about giving us opportunities this week to put his peace on display through us. But see, this is how we learn. This is how we learn. We get to do this, church. We get to show the world who God is. We do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for the day that you have given us, how you have blessed us tremendously. God, I pray that you give us the strength that we need. God, the courage that we need as we move through the situations of this coming week. Strengthen us, God, and empower us. Give us an understanding of your peace that has been given to each one of us and that we would put you on display through it. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you will, please stand and turn in your hymnals to page and hymn 89.